This is Charlie's Kitchen. I'm on a trek to become a better home chef, and I'm here to share my experiences with you. I'm testing out cookbooks and learning new things, and each week I'll share with you what's on my menu. From wild successes to disastrous failures, you'll hear it all. So get ready and welcome to Charlie's Kitchen. Hey guys, welcome back to Charlie's Kitchen. I'm your host, Lindsay Nelson, and today we will be wrapping up with our final recipe from Ina Garten's Modern Comfort Food Cookbook and getting back into Rachel Hollis's Real Life Dinners. Uh, that's with our, our slight diversion, uh, given uh, the events of last week, uh, fire in the oven and uh, impending snowstorm. So I'm happy to report that we have survived Snowmageddon, uh, it was uh, uh, not quite record-breaking. I think this was the fourth biggest snowstorm in uh, in Denver's history, or re- recorded history, I guess. <laughs> um, I think they uh, clocked in around 28 inches of snow or so. So it, we did get the two feet that, that they promised. Um, I know on, on Saturday... Uh, which I I thought it was supposed to be split evenly uh, Saturday and Sunday, but Saturday we got maybe like two or three inches. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Sunday was just this huge blizzard and, and Adam, um, he was great. He was, I, I felt so, so bad because I, I can't really help with all the shoveling, especially with this amount of shoveling uh, while I'm pregnant. Uh, but he went out in the middle of the day to, to, on Sunday to get a, a head start or at least a first layer down of the snow. And I mean, the, the wind was blowing by the time he got halfway down the driveway, there was already another two inches that had built up at the top. Like it was crazy, crazy. Uh, but yesterday, uh, luckily, uh, Monday yesterday was really beautiful outside. The, the sun was out and everything. So we got, uh, most of the, the roadways, decently melted um and uh uh all of our uh our driveway and uh, uh sidewalk and everything is is all clear so it's awesome i mean there's still snow outside or i i got to watch the uh, the neighbor kids building uh, uh snow dragon and uh snow minions today <laughs> out the window as i was working so uh yeah the, we made it. We survived. Didn't, didn't lose power or anything. So that's great. But uh, let's get back into talking about some cooking here. So uh, like I said, this is our last recipe in Ina Garten's Modern Comfort Food Cookbook. Uh, and this is baked rigatoni with lamb ragu. Uh, so uh, first off, I'll say I did half this recipe because uh, this it says it serves eight. And again, it's count, calling for a pound of pasta, which I know is way, way, way too much for for just the two of us, uh, plus Declan. Um, so uh, yeah, so I cut everything in half for the most part. Um, my mistake, though, I forgot to cut the meat in half. So uh, I because I just threw the, the whole pound of lamb in there. Uh, I, I wasn't thinking. Uh, so we had extra meaty lamb ragu, which I think normally I'd be okay with, uh, but I I don't know if it's my pregnancy nose or something else. The lamb did not sit right with me. 
uh, first off, I had I had a horrible heartburn afterwards, which is probably from the tomato sauce and everything else. But uh, I blame it on the lamb because I've been doing just fine until now. <laughs> um, and then the the flavor and smell uh, of the lamb. I, I have had lamb before, and I've uh, um cooked it i mean in flavors similar to this there's a bit of red wine and um oh what else is in here i don't know oregano and spices and stuff <laughs> and i've i have had it with flavors like that before um and thought it was fine so uh, but i guess not often i maybe this is my third time ever having lamb so maybe it's just the flavor that i'm not used to but i think this would have been just fine <laughs> and even better for me if if it had been made with like ground beef uh instead so so yeah so there's that <laughs> um and second this was a really time consuming recipe uh and like the the ingredients list goes all the way down the page it's uh, quite a bit of stuff goes into this and it seemed really unnecessary i mean this is similar oh didn't I do another pasta thing last week or the week before? It was like, I, I just prefer using my uh, the Prego traditional sauce. Like th this seems kind of similar to that. Like a lot of work went into this. And I could see maybe if you were uh, hosting like a, a party or something where you are serving eight people and this would be something kind of fancy, but as a regular weekday meal, this is not worth it. <laughs> not worth it at all. Because uh, it takes, and I don't know if this is because of the, the wine that you have to cook down, or if it's just that even with ground lamb, if you have to cook it a long time, I'm not sure. Uh, but let's see. So you spend uh, 10 minutes uh, uh, wilting your vegetables. So the onion, carrots, and uh, fresh fennel. And then another eight minutes browning the uh, lamb and some spices. Uh, so that's 18 minutes right there. And then you add your wine, uh, oregano, pepper flakes, salt and pepper. Uh, and then you simmer that for 40 minutes. Um, and then on top of that, after you're done simmering, you, you mix in the pasta and everything, uh, cover it in cheese, and then you bake it for another 40 to 45 minutes. So that's like, I mean, the whole thing probably took me two hours. I started uh, before five o'clock and we were barely, barely, barely done in time uh, uh, for our normal dinner time at 645. So yeah, there's too much stuff going on here uh, and not worth it for me. Not worth it at all. Because uh, I mean, what else is going on in here? While, so while you're simmering the meat and stuff uh, then you're cooking your noodles most of the way um, and while that's happening then you're mixing together eggs and cream that you'll stir your noodles into and then uh, grating some mozzarella mixing that in there you mix everything together and then throw it in the oven so I guess the, the last uh, 40 minutes or so is hands off but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I was just all over the place because I had uh, Declan home with me all day. Uh, but yeah, there's too much stuff going on in here. I was not a fan, not a fan. Uh, Adam did like it. He said, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, 
he'd have it again. He had it for leftovers for lunch today. I didn't. I <laughs> I had lo- leftovers from Sunday because uh, I did not want to. I did not want to have this again. Um, uh, that actually that makes me think um, or remind me. I <laughs> wanted to say, uh, being that this week is St. Patrick's Day, um, and I know I'm, I, I record these offset by a week, so by the time you'll, you're hearing this, St. Patrick. St. Patrick's Day will have already happened, uh, but uh, I uh, corned beef is is one of my favorite all time th- meats or ways of of eating meat. Um, I don't know what it is about it, uh, but I I was really excited when I saw them in the store uh, last week or the week before. Um, I only picked up one, and I wish I'd picked up more because I haven't been able to make it back to the store since the snow. Um, but I, yeah, I wish I'd gotten more because we had it for dinner on Sunday and we ate almost the whole thing. It was like, I don't know, it was like a three pound, uh, a three pound point cut, uh, brisket. And, uh, which I mean, probably when you actually translate that into, you know, removing all the fat and everything, it's probably, it was probably around one pound final product, maybe. I don't know. I wish there had been three times as much because I could not get enough. (laughs) I could not get enough. Um, And I think it's, I think it all comes back to the first time, maybe the first time that I remember eating corned beef was in corned beef hash at uh, a restaurant back in Oregon. There's this chain uh, called Sherry's, which uh, I think mostly they're known for their pies. Um, and that's usually how we uh, <laughs> utilized their services is uh, we'd go out for pie after uh, choir recitals or uh, theater productions or anything like that. Uh, we'd go out and celebrate with pie. So I'm, I'm very familiar with their pies, but I remember one one time we went, I don't know if it was for breakfast or if maybe I ordered it for dinner who knows? Uh, but I ordered their corned beef hash and it rocked my world. It was amazing. <laughs> I think that's, that's where my, my love for corned beef started. Um, but it's, uh, continued on since then. I always look forward for this, this time of year when I get a, a try out making corned beef. Um, but so far I have not been able to recreate, um, the amazing corned beef that my mom was able to make. Because I have another great memory of um, my, it was probably either my last year, my junior or senior year in high school, um, uh, when it was just me and my mom at home um, uh, living together at the apartment. And uh, and we, she made a, a corned beef roast for, for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, and it was so good. It was so good. I haven't been able to recreate that yet. But each year I work on it. One of these years I'll get it right, because um, I, I, I don't know. I always, I always forget, and then, then it sneaks up on me, and I'm like, oh, it's St. Patrick's Day next week. I got to get my roast. Um, but uh, yeah, so one of these days I'll, I'll get it right. Um, and if, if I am able to uh, get back to the store before they're all out, uh, sold out of their corned beef. Or before they jack up the price again, um, I'm gonna get a few of them, and I'm gonna try uh, try a few try out a few different things um, to see if I can 
hone in on that that uh, that perfect uh, elusive perfect roast uh, that I'm missing. And if I do find it, uh, if I reach perfection with my corned beef, I will I will share it with you. Uh, but until then, it'll just be me and my experiments making lots of corned beef. <laughs> um, and I, it might just be me eating it too, because I, I know Adam, uh, when I made it for him on, on Sunday, he said, well, it's okay. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's good beef, but I'd take a burger any day. So uh, or, or a burger over the corned beef any day. So he's he's not as big of a fan of it as I am, but that's okay. I I don't think uh, I don't think he could be as big of a fan as I am. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, back to back to uh, how did I even get talking about that? What was I talking about? Oh, leftovers. Yeah, because I didn't want to have uh, the lamb ragu leftovers for lunch. So I had I had the the one single uh, lone slice of corned beef that was left over um, with some uh, some of the mashed potatoes that we had left over. So that's that's what I ate for lunch today. <laughs> All right. Well, I think um, I think that can wrap it up here for this recipe. Um, the baked rigatoni with lamb ragu. I say no go. Too much work. Too little payoff. Um, I would, I wouldn't mind uh, adjusting it. I think with some, some uh, ground beef and then reducing some of those times. Because yeah, I don't know if that forty minutes to simmer is that for. That's got to be for the the lamb if it requires a longer time. Otherwise, I don't know what's the point. <laughs> it's too long. Um, so yeah, I I'd try doing things different here and see if I like it better. Um, because yeah, I did. I didn't. I didn't really care for it the way it turned out. Too much work. Blah blah blah. Okay, and uh, I t- talked about doing. What did I want to do as a side with this? Uh, I think just a simple salad. I think I didn't see any any sides from this book that uh, that I wanted to make here with it. Um, but anyway, so okay. Let's uh, let's wrap it up on on Ina Garten's modern comfort food. I say uh, good intention here. There are. Um, lots of tasty looking recipes, but too much time and effort for my daily needs. I think, uh, I think this does not make the cut of an everyday cookbook, um, but for the most part, good for special occasions. Although now that I'm saying this, I do remember that, uh, my, my one gem, (laughs) my favorite, favorite recipe, uh, hamburgers, (laughs) I will be coming back to this recipe for hamburgers, uh, indoor hamburgers, because that was uh, that was awesome. So, good job, Ina Garten. You made a hamburger that I like, <laughs> and uh, I uh, I think I will come back to this uh, this book uh, for some recipes that I wasn't able to get to in other sections, um, like breakfasts and desserts. And then even some of those uh, uh, cocktail uh, appetizers looked really yummy. Um, so if I didn't have to return this to the library, I'd definitely uh, keep it checked out and, and try out some of those other things. But um, but I, I it's time for me to return it. So I've got to send her back. And then uh, I'll see. Maybe we'll, we'll pick it up uh, sometime later. Uh, maybe as we get into the summer. Uh, or who knows? Who knows? But hopefully we'll be able to get back to her soon. Okay, now moving on. Um, now, if you uh, 
didn't hear or I missed out on the uh, last episode, uh, I was in a bit of a rush to find my next cookbook for um, uh, these next couple weeks uh, because with the announcement of the the uh, snowstorm, uh, the impending snowstorm this past weekend, uh, I needed to get all of my shopping done early. And to do that, I had to know what I was shopping for. So uh, I ran to the library, I think Thursday night, um, and just kind of perused their shelves looking for something that uh, that looked kind of in what I was looking for. So I picked out uh, this cookbook, Real Life Dinners with Rachel Hollis, or by Rachel Hollis, that is. Um, and she is uh, the creator of The Chic Site, um, which is some sort of blog, I think. I still I forgot to go and actually like check it out and see what she does there. Um, but uh, so she is an internet presence um, who made this cookbook. So there, <laughs> so the background I know on her. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Luckily, it has a, a little explanation on the back cover of the book. Uh, so she says, the chicsite.com where readers can find recipes as well as party planning and lifestyle advice. Uh, uh, yep. So, <laughs> um, I picked this for its title, Real Life Dinners, because I feel like that's kind of what I'm looking for here, right? I'm looking for a cookbook that I can use in my real life where I don't have to do all of this crazy planning or like hours and hours of prep ahead of time or where I'm going to have making dinner consume uh, my whole uh after work life. Uh, I don't want that to be the case. You know, those, those <laughs> precious hours after work and before Declan goes to bed, uh, that's the only time pretty much, I mean, other than breakfast where I get to, uh, see him and hang out with him. So I need, I need cookbooks that, uh, work with that. And that let me either, uh, share the prep time with Declan. Uh, that's been really fun. Like having him come up and stand on a chair at the, the kitchen Island so he can, watch me prep, <laughs> prep dinner, um, or something that's quick enough where I can throw it together and then have time to, uh, to spend with, with him, um, uh, while it's cooking. So that's, <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. And that's what I was hoping to find here. Um, and I want to share a little bit from her introduction here. Um, cause I feel like what she says this cookbook or who she says this cookbook is for, um, really, uh, uh, speaks to me as well. Um, she says she's, she wants to make, uh, simple, simple food with wholesome ingredients. Um, and for people with a desire to enjoy a meal with people that you care about. Um, she says she wrote this cookbook for those who care about what's on their plate, but have real life scenarios that inhibit how much they can spend uh, how much time they can spend to get it there. So that's, that's basically what I said, right? <laughs> I'm, um, I really, I, I love, um, the whole process of cooking and eating food. Um, and then you add that to the relationships that you have, which, uh, um, is, is really important to me, you know, wanting to share this, uh, this food with them. And then, uh, be, being able, number one, to get it to the table uh, in a reasonable amount of time, and um, uh, number two, no, I think that was number two. Number one, relationships. Number two, being able to get it there in the amount of time. 
Okay. <laughs> Um, so we do have some differences, I guess, on our approach and maybe, maybe mine I'll, I'll change as I, uh, as my kids get older, but her first section here after the introduction is about table manners. Oh, and I saw this and I just, Ooh, I just <laughs> went like, Ooh, eek. <laughs> like we're, we're not, uh, quite on par here. Like I don't know. It's it's different when it's just like when it was just me and Adam. Like we <laughs> don't really have any manners. There's no sort of like uh, not being gross or talking with your mouth full or using your phones at the table or anything like that. Um, but I think this is something that I want to grow into. I guess <laughs> I don't want to have my kids like burping and farting at the table. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Who knows what's going to happen? I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, she talks about always having a napkin in your lap and um, uh, which I mean, I never do. I don't even know if I do that when I'm in a restaurant. It always ends up on the floor if I try and keep it on my lap. I don't know what it is. <laughs> And then the funniest one, number 13 of her uh, must-have table manners, is whoever cooks does not clean. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I wish. That's a... Uh, I wish. <laughs> oh, please. Maybe that'll change, too, when I have <laughs> young kids who will do the dishes for me. We'll see. We'll see. I wish. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we're not quite there with the table manners, but uh, that can be a work in progress. I'll say we're we're working on it, sure. Um, I, I didn't see, however, don't throw food on the floor on that list of manners, so we're not breaking that one. Well, I mean, if it's not a rule, right? Because uh, <laughs> this is Declan's favorite thing to do is throw food on the floor and that's where it feels like most of his dinner ends up. So, uh, but that wasn't on the list, so it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, hopefully one day we'll break that too. All right. Um, so I think I ran through a couple of the different sections of this book um, last time, but I'll go ahead and repeat those because I think um, it's a it's a pretty good list. Uh, so uh, the different chapters in this book. She's got breakfast for dinner, kid friendly dinners make ahead, uh, on the grill, soup for dinner, salad for dinner, sides, and then her favorites. Uh, so I think <laughs> mostly, mostly I'm on board with that. I, I get a little nervous <laughs> when I see salad for dinner, uh, cause I know that's a hard sell, uh, if I'm going to try and pass that off to Adam. But I mean, the, the recipe that I made last Friday, uh, the fa chicken fajita, salad all i had to do was was give him some tortillas and say no it's a wrap <laughs> and then and then it's all good so um uh, there was enough stuff in that salad to make it uh, a full a full meal a full wrap uh, once you put a tortilla around it so that's pretty good um and then the other one is soup for dinner which is also a hard sell it's got to be a really hearty soup to be able to pass off for dinner, um, in this household. And I do, I make, uh, a, uh, taco soup, which is basically just like a chili, um, that we have with, uh, um, 
like tortilla chips and then you put your cheese and, and sour cream on top. Uh, that's one that I can get away with. But uh, other than that, it's <laughs> soup is uh, usually not quite enough to, to keep Adam happy. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I am going for it this week and maybe even tonight. I, I haven't checked to see how long that one takes. But there's a, a recipe for black bean soup that I thought looked really tasty. Um, and if it's anything like the salad with the amount of stuff, extra stuff that she puts in there, that's kind of unexpected. Um, I hope it'll have enough, uh, <laughs> enough substance to it to, uh, to, uh, count for dinner. So <laughs> we'll see. I'll get back to you on that. Um, and, um, yeah, so let me, let me quickly go through the, uh, the recipes that I've got, the rest of the recipes that I've got on the, uh, on the menu for this week. Um, whoops, wrong page. So, uh, yeah, so Friday we had the grilled lime chicken fajita salad, uh, slash wrap <laughs> for Adam. And, um, then the, the other recipes that we have are a Mexican casserole, chicken pot pie, there's that black bean soup that I talked about. And then finally, buttermilk fried chicken um, that I'm planning on making with uh, the cob salad recipe that she has in here as well. So those are the four four remaining recipes for this week. Like I said, I think I'll try and tackle that black bean soup um, tonight uh, if, I, if, it, uh, if time allows. I think if I remember correctly, it was uh, an hour, um, around an hour to make. Um, but I always seem to take longer than that. Maybe it's my, my prep skills are still, still lacking, but we'll see. We'll see. So I'll try and go for that one tonight. Um, and the only last note I have on this rest on this book, um, as I was quickly flipping through, um, let's see, I guess last week when I was picking out recipes, um, I was a little bit concerned about, the, the amount of veggies in things, meaning that I didn't think that there was quite enough for my, not necessarily my tastes, but my preferences. Um, cause I know 